Episode 103, Home is Where the Heart Is. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And uh, happy mid-January. We are... Yay. <laughs> wow. All righty. Happy mid-January. Mid-January. Well, I was... I, was I just, hope you guys are having a great mid-January. Abby... <laughs> well, no, I was just thinking... Abby gave us some artwork Sorry. over the weekend that said, Happy January, Mom and Dad. And so it was this... Um, it was probably a picture of Ecuador... Not that she explained that to us, but it was a picture of this beautiful sunset and beach and there was a coconut, coconut tree. tree. And um, as you all know, if you've listened to this show for more than a week, Tony talks about, you know, wanting to be a coconut farmer in Ecuador. And so... Um, and we'll talk about that more. Yeah, that's actually going to come up tonight. So that just kind of, that's where I was going with happy mid-January. And, awesome. Um, yeah, that, that's how it all ties in. It's all related. It's all related. It's all related. So let's jump on in. <laughs> I thought I had. <laughs> Let's do it. So last week, I think it was on Saturday, mentioned up on the One Extraordinary Marriage fan page over there on Facebook. If you're not a fan there, go on over, facebook.com slash One Extraordinary Marriage. Mentioned that we are selling our house and we are getting ready for an open house. And this could be a joyous occasion for many, for us. What we're going to share with you tonight is it's sort of a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. It's it's happy and it's not the greatest because we're ending up having to short sell our place. And many of you who have been listening to us for a long time, and even if you're a new listener, you you jumped over, you found us on iTunes, thank you very much, or friends shared with you, you've been going through probably what many of us here in the States have been going through, which is just a rough four years. Mm-hmm. And those four years have finally caught up with Lisa and Tony. And it's not, you know, anything drastic or craziness. Um, it's just where we are in life right now. It's mm-hmm. the economy taking a crapper. It's, <laughs> you know, uh, my full-time business, which is what we have lived off of for the last eight, nine years going on mm-hmm. now, uh, has has decreased substantially decreased revenues yeah yeah, decreased revenues over the last four years (laughs) four years so that has hit us uh property values here in southern california are down and we found ourselves probably mid last year just talking about what we wanted to do and didn't really pull the trigger on anything we we just wanted to just sort of roll through some stuff, try to take care of business, see if we could increase some revenues, try to get some things going. As many of you know, one started out two years ago, probably not at the best time in, in the sense of what was happening in our economy. But, well, you know, Lisa and I invested a lot of our own cash and our own money into this to get it going, to write our book, to self-publish our book, to buy equipment, to do this podcast to do a number of things and you know, we're still growing. We love it. We enjoy what we do. We're doing a conference here, February 3rd and 4th. And I will have the, that's in Michigan. And I will have the PDF of the flyer here at one extraordinary marriage.com. So you can go there, pick it up. If you're in that Michigan area in Okemos, 
Okamos. I may not be pronouncing it's, that properly. It's so of, it's east of Lansing. Yeah. So if you're in that area and I mispronounced it, my apologies. So we're, we're coming to Michigan. Yeah, we're coming. <laughs> we're going to be there. We are excited to do the one extraordinary marriage conference there. And if you're listening to this and you're going, man, we want you in our area. Give us a contact. So all you New Englanders out there that yes. uh, have been posting today, we'd really like you to come to our corner of the country. We'd love to come there too. Yeah. We just need someone to open a door for us out there. Um, so that's as an aside to what we're talking about tonight. But we'd love to come to New England. and Any uh, part of the country. Any part of the country. To. We just Those New Englanders were a little vocal today. Yeah. So we're going to be out there. So if you can come on out, if you're in that area and you want to come on out, I, I will have the flyer. And so you can get more information. You can meet us there. This is the sort of stuff we're working towards and on this year mm -hmm. so that we can continue to grow our business, increase revenues for our business. Um, I'm still doing my Dent Dude stuff. Elisa's still doing her Leah Sophia stuff. But we just found ourselves at the end of last year just really looking at each other going, we're going to end up short here. Mm -hmm. And it's, and you know, it, it's a tough thing. And so what we want to talk about today on the podcast with you is we know that many of you have probably gone through this. Some of you are going through the process now, and maybe there are others of you who are thinking of going through the process. So Elise and I, what we want to do is we sort of want to take off that mask, you know, break down those walls and let you know how a married couple is dealing with it. And, and this is going to be something for, um, those of you that have been through this process or know people going through this process, this is not a very efficient process. Um, we could be looking at the better part of six months to a year before this is concluded. Right. And so from time to time as this year goes on, you may hear future episodes mm -hmm. dealing with this because it, it's going to impact our marriage and our family over the course of this year. Um, but like Tony said, you know, we found ourselves early December having that conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, and we had the conversation on a Friday night in bed. Mm -hmm. Um, not the easiest way to start off the weekend, right. you know, because all of a sudden you're, you know, you're laying there in bed going, Oh yeah. It's like, you know, the situation's bad, but until you both verbalize, the situation's bad. It's like easy to think, okay, maybe I'm just seeing things and they're not really there. Maybe it's just an illusion. Mm -hmm. And, um, you guys know, we talk in the book about financial intimacy and how big of an impact <laughs> it will have on your marriage. Right. And, and this is, you know, your home. We called this episode home is where the heart is. Um, because we've really been dealing with this and, and defining what is home and, where, where our value lies and realizing that, you know, we got to the point as we were evaluating where we were financially that, you know, as many memories as we have in this place and we've been in our home, um, gosh, eight years. Mm -hmm. Um, we have a lot of memories here. There were a lot of firsts for us in this home, right? You know, uh, this is, the only home either one of our children have been well alex has been in other homes but he doesn't remember anything else this is the home he's grown up in right um this is the only home abby's known right yeah you know, so we've brought babies home 
in this house. We lost Andrew mm-hmm. living in this house. You know, we've had the first Christmas and the birthday parties and we have Thanksgiving here every year. And so there's been a lot of emotion um, tied to this house. And so when we first started talking about this, you know, six months ago, um, I was very reluctant to even, you know, kind of be conscious of the problem because there was so much emotion tied up. And then when, you know, we got to the point in December where it's like, okay, you know what? Push comes to shove. We need to, you know, start evaluating what the future is going to look like. I had to take the emotion out of the house. And, you know, we had to get to the point where we're saying, you know what? The home is wherever, home is wherever the four of us are. Right. And, and that's hard because the kids are dealing with the situation of this is not going to be the home that they're going to live in for the rest of their lives. And so we are seeing some emotional reactions from them because of that. But as a couple, we've had to get ourselves to the point where we're on the same page. You know, there's no blame on either part saying you could have done more. You should have done more. Um, because we do our budget every month, you know, we know where the numbers are. We sit down at least once a month and say, okay, you know, here's, here's the income. (laughs) There's the outgo. If there's a discrepancy, how do we fix that discrepancy? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's one of those things where being able to have those conversations because we've built that conversation into our marriage, then having the bigger conversations to say, you know, these trends are not reversing themselves. Not right now anyways. And that's, that's not to say that they're not going to, um, we're not, you know, you talk to anybody in the San Diego area, things are not changing very quickly here in terms Mm -hmm. of home values or, um, you know, I mean, Tony's in the auto reconditioning industry, you know, people are holding onto their cars. And those that are holding on to their cars, you know, your car gets to be a certain age. You got a few door dings in it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, and so it's one of those things where, you know, we want to talk to you about building that financial intimacy, about, you know, sharing this information with others. Um, you know, for me, I'm very entrenched in the kid's school. And so it was even an issue of, oh, I don't know if I want to tell my friends. Because there's that sense of, um, that sense of embarrassment. And then it was really kind of ironic that, you know, this weekend we've got our open house and we've got, you know, people coming in and, and all of this, all of these things are going on. And our pastor preaches a sermon on authenticity and being mm-hmm you know, taking off the masks, something, something that, that <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to okay. talk on no, top just you. something that we've talked about so often. And I realized, um, you know what, this is my life. And we're in a situation that so many have been in. Mm-hmm. And I realized that, you know, we just need to be honest about it. Th- this is where we are. This is what our life is. And pretending that it's something different is just going to cause more anxiety. It's just going to cause more stress. And, you know, as we're working through the financial pieces of this puzzle and figuring out, okay, you know what, what does, what do we need to do now? What are the next steps? 
we've realized that communication is the number one thing Mm -hmm. that Tony and I can, you know, need to do, have to do, must do um, in this process. You know, I was a crazy cleaning up maniac last weekend, which if you've listened to this show for more than an episode, know that that was probably freaking out my entire family because that's anti-Elisa. Um, to the point where Tony's like, I will put my own spoon away. Okay, you don't have to come up. The minute I put it down on the counter, and put it away. I'm like, but I just felt the pressure because we were having people come into our home for showings and you know private appointments and things like that, that it have, you know, that good vibe when somebody walks in. And, um, you know, you just, those, all of those little things just start to add up and they start to build pressure. And, you know, you, I found myself saying, I just, I feel like it's got to be perfect. But don't forget a, a book that Elise and I have been reading almost every night called Jesus Calling. Mm-hmm. It is our, our time when we do our spiritual intimacy and it's something that has grabbed our attention. And as many of you know, we've had hard time recently to, to find something that really does grab our attention. And this has, I mean, this really has grabbed our attention. Well, on the second or third day, I mean, the line that just caught me was, you know, I trust you, Jesus. And so that's something that we have been able to say to each other throughout this time from the point of going, okay, we have to do this. This is where we are. We're going to make it through. But, you know, where is Jesus taking us? And all we can say is that, you know what? We trust you. We trust you with our lives. And if we didn't, we'd be trying to do it and make it all work on our own. But I think we have come to the point to go, you know what, this may just be one of those periods in our lives where we learn a lot, where we we go through a crisis, whatever it may be, and come out on the other end, who knows, two, three, four, ten years later, and go, that incident right there made us change who we were for Jesus so that we can impact ourselves, our family, our kids, and other people later. And that's, you know, that's a part of life that's tough to get to, especially for somebody like myself who has started businesses, has been successful at businesses, who has ego at times to go through this. You know, it's sort of a, it's sort of a a hit. You, You take a hit and for all you husbands out there and men who are listening, you, you may realize and understand where I'm at. The one thing I want to say is that when Elise and I have talked about this, one of the coolest things, and this is for all you wives out there, is that Elisa never blamed me. She never said, well, what if you did this or this or this? I already know what I'm going through. I already know what the hell's going on here and what I'm having to deal with. I, I understand that. So for her not to compound that and pack it on has allowed us to really be able to communicate more fluidly and more openly because I don't feel a sense of her looking down at me. Like I'm not living up to some sort of standard that she has for me or degrading me in front of the kids or anything like that. It it is a, is it, it is a complete team effort at this point in time. And because of that, we do have some great conversations. I mean, last week alone, I think we had two or three nights in a row where you know, we're trying to 
engage in physical intimacy because we want to sit, we're still sort of, we're still doing our intimacy lifestyle. That doesn't change. But there are two or three nights there that really we had 45 minute long, hour long conversations. And one of the nights, I mean, at the end of it, we, we just both just pooped out. I mean, we started engaging each other physically, but we just sort of pooped out. We're like, you know what? It's okay. That was what was needed tonight. And the next night, you know, we had another long conversation. And I don't know if we, do we make one of the, one of the nights, one of the nights we did, but you know, it was just like three solid nights of really good communication that drew us together though. And instead of apart and wedging us, you know, and taking us in separate directions. And I truly believe that, you know, we're just laying our, you know, just coming before Jesus and just going, I trust you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. I trust you. Whatever happens, I trust you be it good, indifferent, bad, whatever. And that, for me, has been very tough over the years. But I've, I've finally gotten to the point where it's just like, I don't know. You know? We want to stay here in our area of San Diego. We we love it. But there's also a part of me that would just love to travel the world or settle down in Ecuador for a year and, and learn something new. Hence Abby's picture. Happy January, Mom and Dad, with the coconut palm. And the sunset. Exactly. Perfect um, place to be in January. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you got to be somewhere in January. But it's, you know, Tony talks about, you know, that lack of blame. And and it's one of those things that there, there is no blame. I mean, I don't sit here across the mics room going, dude, seriously, this is where we are. And, you know, a little bit of backstory about me. My parents, when I was in high school, declared bankruptcy and we lost our house. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a very life changing situation. You know, when you're a senior in high school when your parents are losing their house and, mm-hmm. um, and so that was in the early nineties. So, you know, 20 years later, um, you know, to be living this as an adult, is, you know, one of those things. Cause you know, I've told Tony all, I mean, that's been like, we're like nothing is ever happening with our house. You know, that was always my like, uh, you know, my security piece. And, and yet, you know, here we are and we're on the cusp of this, you know, changing event. We were very fortunate, um, to have six offers Mm -hmm. on our home and, um, have accepted one. And so we're at the, we're, we're at the beginning of this crazy roller coaster ride. Um, and, yeah, I look at this and I go, you know what? Yes, we have a lot of memories here. In fact, I was talking to the kids tonight and we talked about making a memory book mm-hmm. of this home because there have been a lot of good things here, but there are a lot of, you know, as I was telling them, there are a lot of good things to come. You know, there have been a lot of things that we wish we could have changed about our house and that we just never did that, you know, hopefully we'll find in the next house because we're going to rent after this and, and to say, okay, you know, we could use a little more elbow room. Mm-hmm. Um, we could use a little bit bigger yard. Maybe those are going to be some of the things that we are able to find that will be a blessing coming out of, you know, leaving this house. Do we want to leave this house? No. But circumstances are, you know, have become out of our control. And, and we know many of you going through this, you understand the frustration because, you know, when you're trying to work with all the entities involved, it, it doesn't always seem to go according to any type of logic. <laughs> um, None at all. But 
you know, we were entering this and, you know, we met with our real estate agent last week and she's like, you know, I just need to tell you, you need to have patience. And, you know, it's one of those times, like Tony was saying, you know, we've been reciting that line to each other, to ourselves, you know, I trust you, Jesus. And it's really amazing how, when that becomes your mindset, that you do what you can within, <laughs> within the skills that you have and the abilities that you have and you leave the rest of it up to him. Then looking at this going, well, yeah, this could take another 12 months. You're like, all right, well, if it could take 12 months, it could take 12 months. You know, we're not stopping our lives and putting it on hold for 12 months. We're still doing everything that we we've been doing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like I've got the house packed up just waiting for the moving truck. No, if anything, I mean, Elisa and I really just said, you know what? Maybe this is just a time to clean the slate a little bit and and move forward. And, and you know, one of our big things from the time we talked about this, we, we were sitting down at a Pete's Coffee. And I think I mentioned that on Facebook some time back. You know, we were just sitting at a Pete's, Co Pete's Coffee. And we were we were very excited to do this marriage conference in Michigan. And we really enjoy the impact we have behind the mics. But there's one thing that Elisa and I have always enjoyed doing is getting up in front of groups and talking about it. It's something that we enjoy doing. And so for my, for me, one of my goals this year is to speak more. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, m more of it is on the fit marriage side of it because we have some really cool presentations set up. I'm, I'm speaking to MOPS groups here in in San Diego and, and other groups. That's Mothers of Preschoolers, if you don't yes. know what MOPS is. Yep, Mothers of Preschoolers and other groups. But Elise and I also were going through a lot of our material and stuff that we feel that can impact and has impacted many marriages over the last two years. Mm -hmm. And you know we're excited about going to Michigan because we're going to bring some of our best material there to share with the folks that are there. And we want to speak in more places. It is something that we really love doing. So for us, going through this, even though it's not the greatest, you know, it made us go, you know, there are things that we can do that can impact a lot more people and make changes in a lot of people's lives. And so, you know, that's one of those things that I think we saw like the door open up a little bit there, mm -hmm. you know? Well, you know, this podcast itself, we know, from the feedback that we received from so many of you that what we share on the air because it's real life you all can relate to whether it's something that you're going through directly or you've got a friend who is going through a similar set of circumstances and that was part of the reason we made the decision um, like we do with virtually everything we share with you that this was not going to be something that we kept from you because I don't think there's a lot of um, openness given to this topic, given to what so many people are going through in America right now with um, you know, all of the adjustable rate mortgages that are coming due and the economy is still depressed. And, and so you have all you know this perfect storm of factors. And there are a lot of people losing their homes, whether through foreclosure or short sale, um, and a lot of people are losing their marriages because of it too. And that's, I think that's the bigger thing. And, you know, 
because of the pressure, because of the stigma possibly put upon us from society, Mm -hmm. you feel it. You know, even when you mention it, a lot of people are like, oh, it's okay. But you just sort of feel like, man, is that just me or is it coming from the outside? And that can put, that puts a lot of stress on your marriage. It really does. And so what we're here to do is encourage you to continue to dive into your marriage during these times mm-hmm. of hardship. Doesn't It doesn't mean you're losing your house, but you may be going through other types of hardship. You know, you may be going and just have found out that your husband or your wife is addicted to pornography. You know, you may have just found out that your husband or wife has had an affair. You may have found out that you lost a child. You, you know, whatever hardship you may be going through, we're here to tell you that that's marriage. Mm-hmm. That, that, that is a life of marriage. And you can make it through. You, you definitely can. Elisa and I have made it through 15 years of it now. And we still come up against these walls and these roadblocks that are here to tear us apart and make us, you know, make us aggravated with each other or can make us aggravated with each other. What we can share with you is that the real impact and in the sort of that tipping point in your marriage is when the two of you are really willing to take off the mask and be real with each other and be open and honest with each other and share what's going on so that you can love on each other. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you know, there's so much power in taking off the masks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, perfect example. So our son has been, just throwing up a lot of attitude and you know, that's something that typically happens when he's deeply troubled by something mm-hmm. and we had an outburst tonight and you know, I just, I went in there and you know, he's just, oh, he's just throwing up the attitude and I'm like, what is it? Something is going on. I don't mm-hmm. want to tell you, so, you know, I'm like, okay, I, I will drag it out of you if I have to. And, um, you know, I start throwing up things that it could be because he's got some other stuff going on in his life besides this. And, you know, it comes out that it's the house. And, and I said, you know what, honey? I said, I want you to know I stood in the kitchen and I cried last night. You know, it, it makes me sad too. Mm-hmm. Because we do. And that's when we start to, I start talking to the kids about the memories that we have here. But, you know, whether it's our friends, whether it's our spouse, whether it's our children, you know, we don't need to hide behind these masks. Yeah, you know, my kids need to know that I am, you know, I have the same emotions that they do. Mm-hmm. My friends need to know that I'm going through this so that they can be real and love on me, just like I need Tony to love on me. You know, if I keep putting up this pretty picture that, yeah, everything's fine. No, D. Lorenzo's, don't worry about that for sale sign in front of our house. <laughs> like mm-hmm. one of our friends sent me a text last week when the real estate sign went up. She's like, there's got to be some mistake. There's a real estate sign in front of your house. And that was because I hadn't, you know, I hadn't told everybody. And yet when I shared what was going on, you know, people are just loving on us. Mm-hmm. Saying, you know, what do you need? Please tell me you're not moving soon. You know, that type of thing. You can't leave. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of support 
and a lot of love when you're not hiding behind that mask when you're not trying to be like oh you know everything's perfect it's perfect it's perfect it's perfect when inside you feel like "Uh -uh. Mm uh-uh we're about as far from perfect as you can get you know and i need i need to have that transparency with tony because if he doesn't know that i'm you know in a fit you know in one of my manic cleaning modes which doesn't happen very often so he knows something's wrong if i'm manically cleaning um you know or if things are just on high tension around here you know i need to be transparent with him to say here's what's going on you know we're feeling stress about this and it's not you know from the onset of the show we said it there's not a blame thing there, there's no blame game going on for us in this scenario that doesn't mean there isn't tension and stress right right oh and it, and it has come out you know over the course of this last week one of the big things for Elisa when she does have a higher stress level irritates her skin that irritates me because I'm like Elisa stop rubbing your skin and it's usually on her face and you know I'm going stop rubbing your skin and she's you know getting irritated with me going well I can't because it's itching and I want to just itch it off and you know, so there's that little tension there. We had a little. Oh yeah. And I finally, I finally just said, look, when my skin gets like this, the only way to soothe it is to rub it. And you telling me not to irritates just just makes it worse. Yeah. I mean, it literally just because it just amps up my stress level just makes the inflammation worse. Um, But I had to tell him, look, you can't keep telling me this. I I know it bugs you when I do this. I know. I mean, yeah, my skin just gets all flaky and it's horrendous, but I know it's related to stress and, and it's just been the stress of the last week really just kind of playing itself out. Plus it's hormonal. And of course, you know, I started my period last week too. And you know, I mean, I'm just, you know, getting that perfect storm, but you know, I had to, I had to finally just say, stop. Yeah. Back up, back up. I get it that this bugs you. Not as much as my skin wanting to be itched off bugs me. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's, but it's having that conversation, not me just throwing a fit and being like, well, you know, screw you, dude. I'm not listening to this anymore and going to the other room. It's no, please don't, please don't pester me about this right now. If I could stop scratching, I would. And very hard for me to do that. But once she laid it out there, I, and this is something you guys got to understand, you got to, listen to what she told you and grant her wish, which is stop doing whatever she's asked you to stop doing, which I have done, Mm -hmm. you know, and we've talked about a little bit because sometimes it is food related as well that can irritate stuff. So Elisa's has brought up some stuff that has potentially caused the irritation, you know, so we bring it up like that. But for me, it's just a, okay, I totally get it now. So I need to back off. So guys and gals as well, you know, when your spouse tells you that, you got to back off. You know, you can't keep hounding them because if you do, just like Elisa said, they're, you know, she just walk away from it. She just get away from it. You know, and I think we've all been there before when we pester our spouse so much, they do walk away and then we get pissed off at our spouse even more. But we're the ones to blame because we constantly are pestering them. So just a little tidbit in there on the good side of things. 
we did have a bunch of showings. We had an open house on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Our, our agent said we had somewhere around 20 odd people walk through the place. Greatest thing is that we had six offers on it. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. I mean, we're short selling here, folks. So it's not like we're making any money or anything, but we got six Although offers. Although it was nice. I mean, I, yeah, given all that, it was nice to see that there was a nice range of offers and that there yes. was actually towards the end a little competitive, you know, yeah, I mean, because we, we, we still need to have something that we can present to the banks that is hopefully something that they're willing to take. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it goes. So it was nice. I mean, that's that's the light at the end of the tunnel, I guess. Silver lining. The silver lining is that, you know, we did get six offers. We accepted, a, I think, a fantastic offer. Hopefully the banks will accept it. But like Elisa said, this could be six months to a year out. It's just, it's what it is. And for us, it's about, it's sharing the good times just like we share the hard times. And this is one of those times when we're on air and everything that we've talked about in the past when it comes to hardships, big ones have been in the past before we started podcasting. And this is just a hardship that we are fortunate to go through while we're podcasting. And so it is always our goal to be open with you guys and let you know where we're at because our whole goal is, is here at one is to impact you impact your marriage. So you can have a marriage that is seriously and truly extraordinary for, for many, many, many years to come. You know, when you're walking through those hardships, we hope that, you know, whatever we say here, you know, it'll be back there in your brain. You can pull it up and you can use it because I'll tell you one thing, Lisa and I aren't going to stop our intimacy lifestyle. I'm not going to stop having physical sex with each other or physical intimacy with each other. You know, we're still going to, we're still going to engage each other there. You know, we're physical beings. We, we want to be doing stuff right now. We're just at a point where the emotional part of it is, is really heightened mm-hmm. and very necessary. We took a date night, you know, and that date night was just all about just hanging out, talking about what we're going to talk on, talk about at the conference and how we're going to lay that all out, you know, but just because we're going through this isn't meaning we're going to pull away from each other during that, those moments of physical intimacy, you know, we're still going to be there. We're still going to do our intimacy lifestyle. We're still going to do a seven days of sex challenge with all of you out there. So you better be ready. We're still going to do that. You know, life doesn't stop. But in our marriages, we just got to realize how impactful our actions are if we don't talk about them. And especially, and I really do believe it, a lot of it is, you know, in that physical part of it. Because in past, in times past when we've gone through hardship, one of the biggest areas that just completely took a dive was that physical part which led into other areas of just, wow, does my spouse even really want to be here with me for myself anyways? Mm-hmm. You know, because there was such a gap, there was such a separation. It hurt so badly that, you know, other things started impacting. And I think this time through, because of what we've learned in the past, it's not going to be like that. You know, we're going to probably have our moments. It's a guarantee. I mean, especially when you throw in the part where, you know, we got to start packing up and we got to start moving and we got to find a new place and 
And that's just that's just guaranteed fun. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure that would have been the word choice, but yes, an adventure. An adventure for an sure. Adventure, and, and you know, I hope um, those of you listening this week that have been through this experience or are going through this experience, I would love for you to to share your thoughts with us. Please do. Um, if there are things related to this process that you would like us to talk about, um, you know, down the road, shoot us your shoot us your comments because while we may not have experienced that yet, I'm sure it's coming. Um, you know, if you've gone through it and you've come out on the other side, tell us tell us what that was like. Tell us what you did to keep your marriage strong. Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of strength in this community, in this one community. And, you know, again, part of why we're sharing this is because we know we're not alone. And like so many of the things that we share on the air, sometimes it just takes us saying, this exists, this happens. Real marriages are going through this. For all of you to start talking about it, whether it's on Facebook or um, on the comments below the the. I can't think of what it's called. Comments well, below yeah, on, leave on your the comment. page. Um, you know, when, when that conversation starts happening, again, you guys have this amazing ability to start sharing this particular episode or that particular episode, and you help others who are going through the same scenario realize that there's hope out there. Mm-hmm. You know, so even in the midst of what you know, we're not particularly thrilled that we're going through. If somebody listening to the show can just get a glimmer of hope or say, okay, you know what? We're not alone. Nobody wants to go through this, but guess what? Tony and Lisa have started talking about it. They're going through it too. You know, hope. It, it's, it seems like such a little thing, but when you have hope. And that hope needs to be on Jesus. That ho- and, and you know, and it goes back to what we said. You know, I trust in you, Jesus. But when you have that hope, and you're able to share that hope, then you realize that these are just circumstances. This is not. This is not the end of our road. This is a set of circumstances. This is a life experience that we're going through. But this is not going to be the definitive work written on Tony and Elisa's marriage. Right. It, it's not going to be. 2012, the year they short sold their house. Will this become part of our story? Absolutely. Just like for those of you that are experiencing it, who have experienced it or who are talking about it, it might be a part of your story. Yep. But it's what you choose to do with those circumstances. It's how you choose to relate to your spouse in the midst of hardship that changed that outcome, that changed that ending. And, and you have the choice. I mean, we talk about this on so many shows. You have the choice right now as to how you're going to relate to your spouse in this set of circumstances. Like Tony said, it could be you know, house-related. It could be pornography. It could be child loss. It could be, you know, anything. But you have the choice each and every day. How am I going to relate to my spouse? Am I going to just beat him over the head and just nag him and badger him and it's all their fault and I had no responsibility in this and it's just, it's their fault? Or are you going to figure out a way to be a team? Get past the hurts 
And as we heard in this cute little movie we saw this weekend, keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's from Meet the Robinsons, an older Disney movie that we finally just saw. But Walt Disney said, keep moving forward. Yep. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to keep moving forward. You know, we want to be one of those old couples that's in the newspaper that says, hey, you know, they lasted 60 years and check them out still holding hands and walking around the block every day. Dude, 60, that's it? Well, 60, I mean, that's still that's, another 45 years. That's like 80s. Years. Okay, shoot. Well, it, seems, it seems a little on the young side. <laughs> All right, 70 years, whatever you want to call it, man. <gasps> whatever you want to call it. But that that is that is our goal and, and our, our prayer and to you guys is that you'll be able to do that in yours too. You know, you're going to hit those rough patches. You're going to hit those good times too. So whatever it may be where you're at right now, live it, keep moving forward, you know, and we want to know what you guys think. We want to know what you guys have been through. So come on over to one extraordinary marriage.com. Leave your comments. You can call in eight, five, eight, eight, seven, six, five, six, six, three. Let us know. Have you gone through it? You going through it? Might have to go through it where you're at. We'd love to hear you. Please come and see us in Michigan if you're in that area. And if you want more on how to make your marriage extraordinary, you can pick up our book, our book Stripped Down. And that is also at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. We love you guys. Have yourselves a fantastic week.